1: The noonday sun beat down on the town of Little Valley and the Grand Hotel that had stood as a landmark for many years. Ma Jessup owned the hotel and had managed it successfully since the death of her husband. She was proud of the place, almost as proud as she was of her daughter, Sally.
2: You'd better clear off from behind this desk, Sally. If your maw catches you here talking to me, she'll skip <laughs> She won't, Jim. But she might. She comes in the front door as often as she does the back. And she'll see us as soon as she comes into the lobby. I mean, me...
0: she won't be angry. Even if she does see us talking. What? What?
2: Why, you mean she knows that I...
0: That we... I told her our plans.
2: Oh, but Sally, I... Gosh, I'm a thief. I've been in jail for stealing.
0: Mother knew that when she hired you six months ago.
2: And you don't care The past
0: doesn't count, Jim. I'm thinking of the future. I do declare. Oh, here's Mom now. Oh, this restaurant is the hottest place in Little Valley. And now
2: that you're back, Mrs. Jessup, I'll go and eat.
0: Oh, you'll wait a while, Jim. All right. I've got a few things to speak about. Sally, you take charge of the desk for a time. All right, Mom.
2: Here, Sally, take this chair.
0: You come to my office, Jim. Yes. Sir. We won't be long, Sally. It's all right, Mom.
2: Sally told me she'd talk to you, Mrs. Jessup. I I mean, talked about us. Yes, she did. I suppose it was a surprise. In a pig's
0: eye. Ah, I'll open the door. Thanks. Good manners as well as good looks. Huh? Close the door so we won't be disturbed. Yes. Now sit down there.
2: Mrs. Jessup, I, I suppose you're set against Sally and me getting married? Why
0: should I be set against it? Well I, I was you in was jail. in jail, you stole a hundred dollars, got caught, and spent some time in the bogey. I knew that when I hired you. In fact, you told me about it. You didn't try to hide it., oh, I could understand it if you didn't want Sally to marry a thief. Stuff and nonsense. You made a mistake and you paid for it. That wipes the slate clean. Oh, oh golly, I,
2: I thought sure you'd be against having me as a son-in-law. If you knew how worried I've been well, about it, Well,
0: you can stop worrying about that and start worrying about the Grand Hotel.
2: The hotel?
0: There's a plenty of worrisome details in running a hotel. I've had them all on my mind since Jessup died ten years ago. Now I aim to chuck my worries off on someone else, namely you.
2: I'm sure, if there's any way I can help you. There is
0: I... enough, name it. You're to take over. Ah. <sighs> Take over? To support a wife, you've got to earn more money. To earn more money, you've got to be more than a clerk. From now on, you're to manage this shebang. Uh, manage the, the Grand Hotel? I'll help you over the rough spots till your saddle broke. Oh, gosh, Mrs. Jessup. I, well, you've I, got a lot to learn, and you better learn fast. Oh, well, first off, I'll show you how to open the safe over here in the corner.
2: Mrs. Jessup, wait. Huh? Yeah. Do you keep much cash in that safe?
0: Plenty. Cash and a couple of downright valuable documents. What about it? I, uh...
2: Perhaps you hadn't better show me how to open it. Not just yet.
0: Why not? Well, I...
2: Look, Mrs. Jessup, I... I'm not sure I won't slip. All oh, stuff and nonsense. But I did once before.
0: Foster, I never yet mistake us in sizing a man up. Sakes alive, if I'm willing to trust you with the happiness of my daughter, I reckon I can trust you with my cash. Now, come on over to the safe, and I'll show you how to open it, and I'll show you what's in it.
1: While Ma Jessup explained the intricacies of running a hotel to the man who was to be her son-in-law, the Lone Ranger and Tonto reigned up in front of a cave in one of the hills that surrounded Little Valley. Their trail had been a long one. They had traveled several days and nights with a minimum of sleep and rest.
3: That
4: cave looks like a good place, Tonto. Ah. It's plenty big. Yes, large enough to take care of the horses. We go inside? Yes. Come on. It'll be just as well if we keep out of sight for the time being. Ah. We can make our headquarters in this cave while we go into town one at a time and see if we can learn anything about Randy Scanlon. Uh, Wait a minute, Tonto. Over there by the wall of the cave. Ah, looked like blanket roll. Yes, someone seems to have gotten here ahead of us.
1: Maybe better we shove on, find another place to camp.
4: This cave should be big enough for three people. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, look here, Toto. Uh-huh. This man's carrying quite a bit of gear. Oh, uh, that's right. Looks to me as if we're not going to need to go into town. If we wait right here, we'll find the man we want. This belonged to Scam? Here's an extra pair of boots with initials R.S. burned into the leather. Ah. We'll uh, move to the rear of the cave and wait.
1: Jim Foster spent two hours in the office at the rear of the Grand Hotel. He was still somewhat dazed by his good fortune when he crossed the street and entered Liz Tweedy's restaurant. Oh, oh,
0: my face alive, Mr. Foster. I've heard the news, and I think it's just about the most wonderful thing that ever happened.
2: Well, that's the way I feel about it, Miss Tweedy. Oh. I sure hope I can live up to all that Mrs. Jessup's doing for me. Oh, you dear boy, of course you will. Oh, you're so modest.
4: Now, here's your napkin, and you
2: just Thanks. wait, and you taste
4: the chicken pie I've been saving special for you. My sakes alive, I almost forgot. There's a friend of yours here. He's been waiting for you. I told him I was sure you'd be in. A
2: friend of mine?
4: Well, I expect he's a friend. He's been waiting two hours to see you. He's at that table right there at the
2: back corner. Hmm. I never saw him before. Who is he?
4: Well, his name's Scanlon. He told me I might call him Randy.
2: Uh, That's his first name. Randy Scanlon. Name don't mean a thing to me. Why,
4: he's a United States Marshal. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Go on.
0: Go on over and sit with him.
2: Thanks, I will.
3: Sit down, Foster. I want to talk to you. What about, sir? (laughs) Don't look scared. I'm not going to arrest you. Well, ladies, you might as well serve Mr. Foster's dinner right here at my table. Now, bring me another cup of that first-rate coffee. Yes, Mr. Stamwell's. Here are my credentials, Foster. I want you to be satisfied that you're talking to the law.
2: Hmm. All right, I'm talking to the law. Now, suppose you tell me why you waited two hours to see me.
3: Well, I planned to talk to Mrs. Jessup, but uh, before I got around to it, I heard her telling Liz Tweedy she was going to make you manager of the hotel. Well? I'd uh, rather deal with a man... That's why I waited to talk to you. I'll lay the cards face up on the table, Foster. I want your help.
2: My help? How can I help you, Marshal Scanlon?
3: Just answer one question. Are you willing to help the law if it means solving uh, an important railroad robbery? Why, sure. All right. I'll meet you tonight and give you the details. Meanwhile, don't say anything. Tonight? After everyone has gone to bed. We'd better make it midnight.
2: But I, uh, I want to know more about it. What do you want me to do?
3: I'll meet you at the back door of the hotel at midnight. Then I'll tell you everything.
1: ranger and Tonto waited patiently in the rear of the cave. The afternoon passed. Twilight came and deepened into darkness. It was then that the masked man and his companion saw Rider rein up at the mouth of the cave and lead his horse inside. He kindled a small fire near the entrance to give light so he could pack his gear. Tonto, you wait here. I'm going up and talk to that man. Why? I will
4: learn a few things if he gets a drop on me. Don't interfere. Keep out of sight unless I signal you. Me savvy. I'm going up there now. Keep the horses quiet. Hey, where'd you come from? The rear of the cave. I was beyond the bend when I heard you come in.
3: Mask. All right, get him up.
4: You have a fast draw. When
3: I see a man wearing a mask, I draw first and ask the questions later. I'll get your hands up quick.
4: What's your authority to give
3: orders? This gun's my authority. Did I get a lawman's badge to back it up? Yes. My name is Scanlon, United States Marshal.
4: Oh? I've heard of Randy Scanlon.
3: Then you know better than to draw against me.
4: It's often been said that the man who gets Marshal Scanlon will have to shoot him in the back.
3: And I'm not turning my back, so don't try no tricks. Who I am.
4: Aren't you... Going to remove my mask?
3: <laughs> Get close enough so you can jump me, eh? I'm too old a hand to fall for that trick. You unbuckle your gun belt and let it drop to the floor. And be quick. If I refuse, uh, what will you do? Yeah.
4: Would you shoot me, Scanlon? Right. A lawman can't shoot without cause. You're nothing against me.
3: A man don't wear a mask and hole up in a cave because he's bashful. I reckon there's a plenty of charges against you. Who are you?
4: If I wanted to be known, I wouldn't wear
3: a mask. Well, of all the... Say, you're a cool one. I wonder... by thunder. What's the matter? I can use you. Is that a compliment? You bet it is. Now, listen to me, mister. For ten years, I've been looking for a train robber.
4: I've heard of Scanlon's manhunt.
3: Yeah. I reckon a number of people have heard of it. I'm near the end of that hunt, you see. Oh? I've got inside information that the critter I want is to meet some pals in back of the Grand Hotel. There'll be a number of men there. Now, a man like you could slip into that meeting and learn a lot of things. You want me to be your spy? Yeah. I'd like to know what's being cooked up before I arrest Joshua Todd. Joshua Todd? The train robber. Oh, yes. You're just cool and slick talking enough to get by. Now, you help me, and I'll help you. I'll get you a pardon for everything you ever done. How does that sound? I don't know. Well, that better sound all right, Missy. Because you're either with me or against me. If you're against me... I'm set to fire. Now, make your choice.
1: The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story... To continue our story, in the flickering light of a small campfire near the mouth of the cave, the Lone Ranger's eyes met those of the man who held the gun. He saw the eyes of a man who wouldn't hesitate to kill.
3: You're either with me or against me. If you're against me, I'm set to fire. Now make your choice. How can I go wrong if I work with you? Now you're showing good sense. Now, none of the men who are to meet behind the hotel will suspect you of being on the side of the law.
4: No, they won't. Uh,
3: what time is the meeting? Half an hour past midnight. Don't get there ahead of time. Now, do you see a light in the hotel office? You wait until it goes out. Then move close and wait until the others come. Then what? Learn all you can. Meet me here in the morning.
4: Aren't you going to arrest this train robber, uh, Joshua Todd?
3: Now that I've got you to help, I'll wait till after he's met his partners. I might clean up a whole gang before I'm through. You can stay here until it's time to go if you want. Are you sure I won't be in your way? You won't. I'm moving out. I just came here to get my gear. I see. By the way, uh, you've got a horse, haven't you?
4: Oh, yes, in the rear of the cave.
3: Good. Now, remember, Mr... You do as we planned, or I'll gun you on sight. Don't you forget that. I'll not forget. Yep. I'm all set to shove on. You'd better put that fire out in case someone comes by and gets curious. Very well. I'll be looking for you in the morning. Good luck to you, mister. Thanks. <laughs> you may need it. Come on, boy, we're shoving along. Get in
4: there. First time I've ever helped a man like that. Hello, did you hear that conversation? Ah, uh, me hear it. That man wants our help. Him not know me here. No, I guess he didn't. Me watch him plenty close. Him try to shoot you. Him stop bullet, heap quick. I knew you'd be watching. Hmm. What you do? That fellow's not the only man who's interested in solving a ten-year-old train robbery and murder. We'll see what happens at the Grand Hotel tonight.
1: There was a clock in the town hall of Little Valley. The stroke of midnight was a signal to Jim Foster. He pushed back the covers from his bed and stood fully dressed... Soundless in his stocking feet, he made his way through the dark lobby to the office in the rear. Pausing only long enough to light a lamp, he crossed the office to the outer door, opened it, and looked around. A low voice came out of the darkness. Right on time,
2: huh? Oh. Hello, Marshal. Come on in.
3: Say, uh, Foster, we better not stay out of here... Yeah, better step inside that office. We can talk better. All right.
2: Now, look here, Marshal. I've got to know all the details before I agree to help with your plans. Sure thing.
3: I told you your help would mean the solving of a an important railroad robbery. Huh? Yeah,
2: and that's all you told me.
3: So I had time to tell you this afternoon, Jim... Now, I'll tell you the rest. Yeah? Ten years ago, a man named Joshua Todd held up a railroad train, killed a couple of people, and made off with a lot of cash. He had a bandana over his face. Jessup struggled with him and got knocked out. But during the struggle, Jessup pulled the bandana away long enough to see and recognize the robber.
2: I know all about that. Mrs. Jessup
3: told me. Oh, yes, she did?
2: Yeah. Her husband wrote out a description of the man and marks of identification, and he swore to affidavits. That's right. He made two sets of
3: papers. One he kept in the safe and one he gave to me.
2: Oh, so you're the marshal he gave it to. Yep.
3: I've been looking for Joshua Todd for ten years. The reason I couldn't find him was because he was in jail over in Pecos County under another name. I just learned about that and learned also that he got out of jail. Oh, I see. Now, here's the situation, son. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I was awful careless. I lost the documents that Jessup gave me. You lost them? Yeah. I came here figuring to ask Ma Jessup to let me look at the description that's locked up on the safe. I hated to speak to her about it. She'd think I was a mighty careless marshal to lose anything as important as that, when I was in the cafe and heard that you were to be made manager of this hotel, I I figured on talking to you instead of Marge. Uh You being a man, you understand the situation, better. Uh, if you can understand how a man might drink just a little too much and get careless and lose his wallet and all the papers that's in it,
2: you, uh... Want me to open the safe. Is that it? That's all.
3: Just long enough for me to get a look at the description of Joshua Todd and make sure that the affidavits are enough to convict him when I make the capture.
2: I'm sorry, Marshal Scanlon, but I can't open that safe. You'll have to speak to Mrs. Jessup about it. What do you mean you can't open it? That's what I said. There's several thousand dollars in cash in there. I'm not going to open it up in the middle of the night. But I'm a United States Marshal. Even so... Now, look here, Marshall. I read those papers about Joshua Todd. I can tell you just exactly what they say. You can? Yeah. Todd's a big man, about six foot tall. Yeah. When you look square at him, you can see that one ear sticks out a little further than... Well... A little further than the other. He's got a red scar on the side of his neck where a bullet creased him. It'd come right about here. But beneath the neckerchief, you're worth Put your hand down. You! Watch what you say and keep your voice down. That does it. Drawing that gun just about proves what I was thinking. It does, eh? You're Joshua Todd. Pretty smart. Too smart for your own good. You showed the credentials of Marshal Scanlon. What did you do to get those credentials? I reckon you can guess. Yeah. You killed him.
3: Yeah, Foster, I killed him. I finished a nine-year stretch in jail. As soon as I got out, I found that Scanlon was watching for me. Well, he's not watching anymore, and I'm not going back to jail, see? Now you be smart and open that
2: safe. that would be just about the most stupid thing I could do. I open the safe, you get the last evidence against yourself and kill me. The same as you did Scanlon.
3: Ah, look here, Foster Let's talk this over sensible I'll leave my cards right on the table You open that safe Let me have what I want And you can have the cash that's in there I'll clear out and you can tell any story you want You can say I stole the cash Say I opened the safe myself if you want to It don't matter to me what story you tell All I want is to make sure I don't get back to jail
2: You picked the wrong man, Todd (laughs) <laughs> do you think Ma Jessup would trust me with a combination of that box? I've been in jail for robbery. I know that.
3: I also know that Ma Jessup trusts you all the way. She said so in the restaurant. Now, open it up or else...
2: I can't do it.
3: If you think I'm bluffing you wrong. I can kill you and I can get away with it. I planted it smart. There'll be a masked outlaw here in a
2: few minutes... Whatever I have to do to you, he'll be blamed for it. I'm not opening that safe, and you can do whatever you want. Foster, I'll
3: get what I want, even if you don't open the safe. The only difference is, if Ma Jessup opens it, I'll have to kill her to silence her. I don't... guess I've already told you how I got a mask man all set to be framed for anything that happens. Now, what's your answer? You're going to open that box so as Jessup don't die. I'll show you. <laughs> you fool. So that's your answer, huh? Well, here's mine.
4: Oh, hey. Hello, Josh. What the hell? over there against the wall before I break your other arm.
2: My, the, the masked man, the one he spoke of. Uh, yes, Foster.
4: That cook expected me to come here a little later. He expected me to be outside that door where he could shoot me. Then blame me for anything that happened.
3: Oh uh, wait. <laughs> Listen to me. We can make a deal. The deal's all
4: made. You made it when you murdered the real Marshal Scanlon and stole his credentials. What, you... I found his body. I followed your trail, looking for the man who'd stolen his identity. When you mistook me for a cook, I listened to you to find out what you were up to. But who are you? Call me a representative of Marshal Scanlon.
2: No, I... You were beyond that door, waiting in the lobby.
4: That's right, Jim. I waited to see what you would do... I wonder if you could have opened that safe if you'd wanted to. What's it to you? I'd like to report to the man who worked for your parole. He'd be glad to know his efforts weren't wasted. I'd like to tell him you'd turn down a chance to get some easy money. Uh, the ornery... Little... Do be quiet. Jim, show me that you can open the safe. Here. Perhaps a silver bullet will let you know that you can trust me.
2: A silver bullet? You... Uh, oh, no. I thought that crook was a United States Marshal. I won't be fooled twice in one day.
0: It's all right, Jim. I, Ma! Sally! Oh, Jim! That man's the Lone Ranger, and no doubt of it. You can tell the world that Jim could have opened that safe if he'd wanted to, mister.
4: I'm glad to hear it. Otto, stay here and watch Joshua and Todd while I go for the sheriff.
0: You hear that, Sally? Joshua Todd. Your power over city turn up some day. Then we get a part of the reward. you
4: get all of the reward, Mrs.
0: Jessup. Oh, golly. Now, wait a minute, mister. Hey, for once in your life, you're wrong. Wrong? Yes, siree. I'm not getting a part of the reward or all of the reward. I'm not getting any of it. That reward goes to Jim Foster. It'll set him up first rate. Good. Go on, Now then, Jim... Take this here gun and help Tondo watch that polecat till the law gets here. Oh, I'm going back to bed. I reckon you can handle things.